from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNA News. In this podcast, our latest in a series focusing on service culture, we discuss the importance of empathy and how to expand its potential within your organization. During a time when our country is experiencing a national health emergency, economic decline, and civil unrest, consumers and employees are feeling anxious and uncertain. Creating an environment that identifies and understands these emotions is vital in making credit unions culturally relevant to their employees and members, according to Jane Hitman, National Program Manager for Creating Member Loyalty, or CML, a development strategy program from CUNA focused on increasing employee engagement and the member experience. In this podcast, Hitman is joined by Paul Robert, CEO of FI Strategies, a strategic partner of CML. As Robert says in this podcast, empathy can be a differentiator, the secret sauce that motivates employees to thrive and inspires members to love doing business with you. Let's start with a simple question. What is empathy? Empathy is the ability to step into the shoes of another person with the goal of understanding their feelings, their emotions, their perspectives, and then to use that understanding to guide our interactions with them. Empathy ultimately is about connection, and it's about recognizing others' humanity, understanding and giving space for those emotions. You know, also, we want to know, well, how does that relate to our organizational culture? And uh, that's really defined as our underlying beliefs, our assumptions, our values, the way that we interact, and how we contribute to the unique social and psychological environment that we call our business. So culture also includes our visions, our values, norms, systems, the language we use, and our habits. And so with just that simple information, you can see how during COVID and you know, focusing on DEI, that empathy is really at the forefront. Let me also say that empathy is not sympathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings of another. Empathy is feeling as another person would. Sympathy is really feeling for that person. So an example might be, and I'm sure that this happens to you every day because it does to me, you encounter somebody that's all stressed out. Well, empathy is that we feel that stress or we understand what it would feel like to be stressed out. Sympathy would be we feel for them. So we're worried about their stress levels and we're worried about how they're getting through this stress. And we talk about the member journey. What can be done to support the member journey? I think empathy right now is maybe the most critical thing that an organization needs to to focus on. Credit unions, for sure, because that's who we're talking to. But just look around us, you know, think about all the retail organizations. I think it's a a real critical skill right now. It it can truly be a differentiator. It can kind of be that secret sauce, if you will, in terms of creating a culture where your employees are thriving. It can create the culture where your members love doing business with you instead of having to do business with you. So 
I think it's real critical to that member journey. It could be one thing good that comes out of these last four months. Let me give you two examples if I can. The first is I have a few clients who have accelerated their member surveys so that they are getting even more consistent feedback from members and they're doing it across all delivery channels. You know, it used to be we did most of our surveys in the branches and we didn't care much about the others or we didn't invest much in the others. But now we've got clients that are really investing in that member feedback, that member survey, because they want to react to it. They want to be able to be sensitive and deliver solutions. So that's not just giving good service. That's also being empathetic. That's making sure we know what our members are going through and then proposing solutions. And another example, Ron, real quick is we've got another client where next month we're going to be there doing focus groups with their employees because they want to get feedback from their employees. They want to be sensitive to what's working and not working from an employee standpoint. They could have waited until next year when they were due to do another engagement survey. They want to do it now because they think there's a lot to learn from hearing from employees. So that's being empathetic or showing empathy to the uh, employee. So it's recognizing the members and employees' feelings, and then it's also doing something about it. And the member experience has changed since COVID started. We're always focused on that member experience. How does empathy impact the member experience, Jane? Well, you know, empathy is about relationship and it fosters trust. And so to to Paul's point, it puts our caring for the members into action. And I think several elements are at play here. So first, empathizing with our members during the time of engagement. So in that service opportunity for us, sharing in their feelings, if it be excitement because they just bought a brand new car for the first time, or maybe it's not so good and it's, you know, their business is suffering because of they've had the shutdown. Or have limited opportunities to make money. Um, both of those are highly emotional situations, and we can share in them. Empathy really takes the emotions that people are feeling and then makes a statement back to them. So, you know, in the event that somebody just bought a brand new car, well, when I think of that, that's pretty exciting. So that's a feeling. So you could say back to the member, you know, it's exciting to buy your first car and, and you know, add something fun onto it. Or that person that's going to experience possibly laying people off or closing their doors forever, we could share with them that they're concerned, that it's overwhelming, those kinds of things. And I think one of the really cool things about empathy is once we touch on a person's feelings and we connect at that level, it really allows us then to bridge a gap. And that gap could be to a solution or to you know, moving the interaction on to the next level. It really becomes a strategy for member engagement. You know, for example, I work with credit unions on empathy projects where we really look at how do they build an empathetic culture at their credit union. And, you know, one of the places I always start is by really talking about, well, what's going on in your community? Let's feel the pain or the excitement of your community. Last year, I worked with a credit union who is really built in a town that's built around a big plant, a business plant, and it's closing. And so there's going to be a lot of people out of work. 
that's going to affect more people than just those that work at the plant. Another one, I worked with a credit union this year, small community, and they've got, well, a big giant store moving into their area. And that's going to affect the small business. They serve the small business market. So in working with them, we really want to be proactive, one, to identify those, but then to build out profiles around, well, what are those people going to be feeling? What are they going to be experiencing? Work with your staff, do some practice opportunities of what that looks like, what that's going to feel like so that, you know, they can really connect and help their member, not just, oh, you got to close your account because the plant was moving. Okay, let's do the transaction, but really connect with them. And that's what the member experience is all about. Jane, I think that solution step is really critical, don't you? I mean, that, that's yeah. the differentiator there. You know, moving beyond the empathy, it's being empathetic, but then it's saying, hey, uh, let's figure out how to make this better, or let's get to the bottom of this, or let me show you some ways that we can help you with that now as well as in the future. That That's what makes this so impactful, this focus on empathy is, is that bridge that you just talked about to the solution. I think the empathy statement by itself, if you just stop there could come across as patronizing or not genuine or insincere. And most important, it doesn't help the member solve their problem. So taking that extra step, getting them on a path to a solution, I think is what can make all the difference for a credit union with their empathy efforts. And, you know, it's hard to even think about empathy without considering DEI because, well, it's so closely connected. And obviously, that's a hot topic right now. And it's definitely something we need to be incorporating into our strategies. And for instance, in being able to feel for others can fuel our efforts that really ensure that we're offering respectful and culturally relevant supports and products and services for our members. Empathy can also take us outside of our everyday realities and allow us to see, you know, the barriers that, that our members might have to face or obstacles once they get our products or services, the obstacles that they have to go through. This can really help us design and deliver programs that are different, that are more keyed for people that would fit into the need and allows us, I think, to define success in a whole different way. Empathy is part of virtually every relationship we have. How does it play into coaching employees? Empathy is about relationship and fosters trust, but a coaching session can't really be effective if we don't have a relationship of trust. So, you know, as we know, coaching is about we ask some good questions and get a conversation started and all of that. Our end game is usually to drive engagement, performance, get better results, those kinds of things. But I was recently working with a a credit union who is always assigned goals, kind of in a what I call the even Steven way. Everybody that's in the same role gets the same goal. We just split them up equally with no consideration for their experience, their expertise, or their knowledge. Because as we know, there's going to be some long-termers at the credit union that this is slam dunk. And we're going to have some newbies that this is hard. Those goals are big and challenging. So in this project, we're working on figuring out a way to have a goal strategy where employees actually contribute to their personal goals. And this plan works great 
for increasing engagement, ownership, better outcomes. However, it can be overwhelming and sometimes even confusing to staff for the first time. They're used to someone saying, hey, you need to do so many checking accounts. You have to fund so many loans. And all of a sudden we're saying, how many loans can you fund? That kind of thing. So they're confused by the whole process. Again, those are emotions that we can use as a connection point with the employee. And I highly recommend this during a coaching session. And for these simple reasons, practicing what those statements might sound like. I mean, it's one thing to identify, okay, you're feeling um, overwhelmed by this, but then saying it can just sound awkward if we haven't thought about it. So thinking about, I'm getting ready to have a coaching session with you about goal setting, and I know that maybe it's going to be confusing for you. So I can be prepared with a statement that, you know, hey, Ron, I know this is a little confusing, but hey, no worries. We're going to walk side by side through this until we come to a mutual agreement, you know, something like that. This is really important and powerful for engagement at that level to increase performance and connectedness to the organization at a whole. So again, the empathy statement bridges that gap between talking about it and fear or concern and actually getting it done. And to that end, what about teamwork, teamwork and collaboration? How does empathy play into that? Teamwork is something I know Paul can talk to this. We hear a lot. So when we're working with credit unions, we always hear things like, hey, you know, we want to increase our teamwork. We want to get our teams working together. And we find out they don't even know each other. They're really siloed. So an environment of empathy increases collaboration and teamwork because people feel, well, they feel comfortable sharing, feel comfortable sharing their ideas, feel comfortable sharing their feelings about something because, well, we're all doing it. It's part of our culture. And, you know, when you invest time and effort into learning how to empathize and really making it a focus, you start thinking different and you look deeper into situations and then staff just really starts working better together because they're more comfortable and projects get done and people collaborate at a much greater level. Hey, Jane, one of the things that we've been able to do recently, which relates to empathy and and I thought you'd get a kick out of is a program called walk in their shoes. You can call it shadowing. You can call it uh, observations, but when you layer empathy onto that, that's when it goes to a whole new level, right? That's where employees don't just learn what someone does, but they also learn why they do it and why they do it the way they do it and how it makes them feel when, when they do it that way and, and how it makes you feel when I do something a certain way that affects your performance. So there's a, a lot of layers to that. And it's amazing. We hear from employees that say, wow, I never realized why you needed me to do it that way. Now that I know, let's figure out how to fix it or let's figure out a a new and and better way of processing that transaction so that benefits both of us. That's where the empathy can really make a, a difference. So the keys aren't to just have frontline walk in the back office's shoes or just observe them. It's to have back office walk in the frontline shoes. It's to have both of them really understand what they're going through, how they're feeling, 
do it with multiple people as well. So if you are the, the front line and you're going to the back office, walk in each of their shoes so that you get that varied perspective on what's working and, and what's not working. I think that's the real breakthrough. That's how you create better teamwork. When people start feeling what their teammates feel during specific situations and then develop ways to create the best feelings or the best situation possible going forward, that's, that's when it becomes transformative for teamwork. In using empathy in a member and employee experiences, it sounds like nothing short of being a differentiator. Paul, can you kind of expand on that? I really think it is, Ron. You're exactly right. And it's one of those things where we're not going to make it part of our branding statement. We're not going to hang a banner in our lobby saying we empathize. It's something that people have to do. They have to experience. They have to feel. But once you do, it's one of those things where you you stop and say, wow. Let me give you an example from a, a member's side where you can show empathy. I've experienced tellers who have a member come in and they want to pay off their car loan and the teller does the transaction and hands them their receipt and sends them on their way. I mean, are you kidding me? What a great opportunity to express enthusiasm and to say, wow, that's awesome that you're paying off the car. You must be so happy. Just think about the difference that that makes in that member's experience in, you know, ultimately life, if you want to go to that extent, versus just doing the transaction, handing them the receipt, saying, have a nice day and sending them on their way. That's where the differentiation comes in. And I think during the pandemic and probably for the foreseeable future, I think this is going to become even more significant. I think members are going to be experiencing a wide range of emotions. They're going to be experiencing a wide range of levels of service going forward. So if you can stand out, if you can do something like Jane and I have been talking about here and really focus on the empathy side, I think it's going to make you stand out for all the right reasons. I've also, if I can say this, Ron, about the employee side, I've been amazed at the different attitudes of credit union CEOs about the idea of different emotions that employees are feeling as well. And, you know, the one that I think we're all dealing with is, uh, to some extent, is working from home. Some CEOs have told me, we did it, it worked, we're going to continue doing it. Others have said, yeah, it worked, but well, there's just too many distractions at home. It, it doesn't work for me. Therefore, it doesn't work for others. We're going to go back to the way we've always done it. Well, again, are you kidding me? What about those employees that are dealing with stressful situations at home and being able to work from home just eases some of that stress and allows them to focus on their work like they need to, but still deal with those other personal issues that maybe they're dealing with. So I think empathy can be a differentiator for credit unions on the employee side as well. And so when we think about the idea of retaining talent, attracting talent in the future, being an empathetic organization 
can really make a difference in terms of the quality of employees that we attract and keep in the future as well. I think empathy is more important now, just in our entire culture, thanks to COVID. Jane, what are some ideas we should be considering for that? It's interesting. I just read an article by the Business Solver Group. They found in a survey of a 1,000 employees from all kinds of different businesses, 90% of that group said they would be willing to work fewer desirable hours for less pay if they worked for an empathetic employer. So in talking to my daughter about, you know, she runs a large retail business, hundreds of employees that report up through her. So, you know, back in uh, March, her whole team was furloughed. She got to stay with like three or four other people. And she had kept in contact with those that were furloughed, let them know that at some point we will be bringing you back in a gradual stage, you know, phase in kind of process. So in May, they had their first list and she contacted one of her really top performers. He happened to be a young man in his late 20s. And uh, he also works for Amazon. Everybody knew that he also worked in the Amazon warehouse. And so when he got the call from my daughter, she said what was so amazing about it was that he was grateful that he got the call. And he expressed to her that he had hoped that he would be on that first list and that he could come back to work because working for her was different. She cared about him and his family. They had had conversations about that. When she had to let him go, she talked about what this would mean for them. And he literally said, I make more money at Amazon, but I'm a replaceable body there. And I'm a human here. So, I mean, I love that story. It's a real life story. And, you know, empathy can set your organization apart. It can also set your work unit within that area apart. But, you know, to Paul's point, it really is an attractor and a retainer of top talent. Business Solver went on to say that culture built around empathy has increased retention of top performers by a large percentage. And they also determined 92% of the CEOs surveyed said, we have a culture of empathy when staff from those organizations, about 72% said, yeah, I think there's some empathy going on. Not really. So again, there's that gap that we need to think about. So I just have to sit back and say, you know, if experts are finding that employees will work fewer desirable hours, so the hours nobody else wants, and you can pay them less, not that we want to decrease their pay, and at the same time, they're more productive because we show empathy, then we need to act now. That's a call to action. Thinking about, you know, the talent pool, it's increasingly slim. Paul and I hear from credit unions all the time that attracting top talent to even apply for the open positions, take out of there that we're, we're hiring them. We can't even attract them to apply for the job. Then empathy can really become our strategy of attracting top talent and help us in that way. I would add that let's think about this also just from a mission or a vision standpoint. You know, we're all about people helping people, right? That's the core of our business. I think now's uh, as good of a time as ever to live that mission and to really focus on 
people helping people. That's what can make credit unions stand out for all the right reasons instead of the wrong reasons like a lot of organizations are right now. We can help in a variety of ways on both the employee and the member side, of course. In each strategic planning session this year, credit unions should ask themselves questions like, how can we help in ways that we've never helped before? How can we create the most caring culture possible? What do we need to do to create that? How can we show empathy for employees and members like we've never done before? I think those questions and any other that are related to empathy should be at the top of your strategic planning questions this year, maybe even next year. That's how you're going to stand out and and make this a real differentiator going forward. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.